fantastic worship today. It, I'm still, what were you all doing when I first got here? You're holding out. I mean, I love Josh, but it was just Josh and a guitar. I was like, I was told my wife, I said, we're going to have to expand the music program. And then you all are just, we're new people every week. I was, I was in there and I heard, that's another beautiful voice. I don't know who that is. I was, came in and it's Haley. And I was like, wasn't she working the camera yesterday? Just pull people off the camera and they start seeing it. So, uh, no, it's been fantastic. The worship is uh, fantastic. As I wait for my mic, I'm going to kind of go into the sermon a little bit. I was just curious if I'm the only one during this time that feels sorry for himself from time to time. Is it just me or is it others out there? I mean, uh, we all, we said something in a conference. Yeah, I'll take it back. I don't, I don't like holding these. I always feel like a nightclub singer. This one goes out to Ashley right here. Oh, okay. So, um, we had a conference not too long ago for the church and we were talking and uh, there was a phrase said that we're, we're, we're all are going through the same storm, but we're in different boats. Um, and so that, that means there's something going on with all of us. It might your experience and it might not be my experience, but we're all experiencing some type of uh, something that's different, some type of hardship. Um, and I know different people have different things that... Um, they're struggling with. As I meet with different groups, as I meet with families, I find it out more and more that uh, people are struggling. We good? I can switch out? Okay. And our text today is about those times that we get down, that we get depressed. Now, I'm not talking about like medical depression, but just general emotional, spiritual. When we, when we get down, what do we do? How do we pull ourselves up out of that? Uh, I'll just share, you know, one of the, my, my boat is that I came down here with, uh, by myself because we were in the middle of the pandemic. My wife's not real good with change, which is irony since she married a Methodist pastor. Uh, but she's been a real trooper, but this was just a little much for her in the middle of the pandemic. So I came home and I said, listen, you don't have to change a thing. You know, it, it, I'll go down, I'll, I'll be, I'll get a room, uh, and the Lord's blessed that. But every now and then, when I have to drive home, or I'm sitting in my room, or I have to go, I say, oh, I guess I got to go home. And I'm like, hmm, I'm not sure where I'm going. It, every now and then, I start feeling sorry for myself. Um, one of the things I don't get to see, I had a great weekend this time, I, I, I went home, uh, I have grandkids. I got to see Paisley. I got to see Brody. Brody and I, uh, I think we have a picture of Brody, so you know who I'm talking about. Since he was a young kid, like two, three, I mean, he's still young, he's five. But back in the younger years, we started this tradition. I said, Brody, let's have a, let's have a guy's night, just you and Papa. And so that's been our thing for as long as I can remember. Hey, and every time he talks to me, he's so funny. He starts, I don't know where he got this, but he's like, Papa. His head starts shaking, so I know what's coming. I don't know where he got this. He starts talking outside of his mouth. 
we're going to have a guy's night. We're going to get some root beer, and we're going to get some ice cream, and we're going to play video games. We're going to have a guy's night. So we had a guy's night. And so that refreshed my soul, reset my soul. But still, then I was driving home, right? Driving back, and those times of, oh, it's just me. Oh, woe's me. But we all have those. I don't know what your situation is. So many things could be happening to us right now as far as either jobs or sickness and, and to some to varying degrees. I know parents are struggling right now as we go back to school. My wife's a teacher and, and they flip-flop four or five times right now. I still don't know what they're doing, if it's live or virtual or a combination, and, and there's stress related to that. And so we can, and we, we've been cooped up in our homes, and, and we can't get out. And so we, and the big one, I know for a lot of people that I've talked to, is that we can't meet in person um, for now. Right? I know New Hope is, and, and I hope we do something, you know, we start the conversation. But it's so hard, and it's so depressing, and it's hard for me. Because now that I know how, we, how great our band is, that we even have a band, right? And the worship is so great, and I'm so excited about these services. I told my wife, I said, hey, if, if there's a place to grow a church, if you had a box in, or a list and you were checking off what you need for, for God to grow a church, uh, in area, uh, congregation, worship, I said, I'm in a church finally that, that checks all the boxes. I'm so excited. I'm so ready. And I can't invite anybody to church. So that depresses me a little bit. And that's what we're going to talk about. Our scripture today comes out of Psalm 42. And this is uh, a song from uh, the sons of Korah. And I'll talk a little bit more about that. But this specific psalm, this, the, the writer of this psalm was exiled from Jerusalem. Or, or, and he, or exiled from, I forget where I was at, Jerusalem. And he could not... He could not worship in the sanctuary. He could not worship in the temple. And so he is voicing his depression, right? His sorrow. And so let's begin in verse 1. It says, As a deer pants for the streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When I can go and when can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one, with the shouts and joy and praise among the festive throngs. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me, therefore I will remember you. From the land of Jordan to the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mazar, deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls, all your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day the Lord directs his love, and at night his songs his song is with me, a prayer to God of my life. 
I say to, to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by my enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony, and my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise my Savior and my God. This is the word of God for the people of God. So, as I said, this person was in exile and he couldn't go to the temple. He couldn't worship uh, where he thought he should worship. And a lot of the festivals of that time, uh, the, the God-appointed fest, festivals, were about remembering the greatness of God. All that God had done for his people. And the sons of Korah were, were around for hundreds of years. The Korah clan, uh, originally in number 16, he was part of a rebellion against Moses and he was put to death. But the rest of his descendants always remained faithful. Even in Chronicles, David appoints him, it, it speaks of David appointing the sons of Korah to be choir leaders. And even on to Second Chronicles, the, the clan of Korah is mentioned again in relationship to worship. And so they were very faithful in their, in their worship and in their worship of God. And they were always having to do with like something with the music. So like choir leaders, attendants, and so they were very faithful. So you can imagine someone like that who is prevented from worshiping God in the place, in the sanctuary, let's say. We, we can relate to that a little bit today. That we are not in the presence. We're in the presence in the spirit, online and, and streaming, and those that are here to help. We're, the, the Spirit binds us together. And so we're present in the Spirit, but still there's something about being together, worshiping and praising God. Yeah, I snuck into New Hopes. I always try to get here early last week, two weeks I hadn't, because I just want to be, be in the presence. Be with other believers, brothers and sisters in Christ, and listen to a good word, and, and, and there's something about that. And we can't do that right now. And so that, that's hard. I know a lot of families I've talked to, that's hard on us. And we're missing that human action, that human interaction that lifts us up, that revives us. And I think one of the good things that is coming out of this is we realize there is no substitute for that. There is no substitute for being in relationship with other people, being in relationship with brothers and sisters in Christ. And so we long for that. And, I, and that is something that the Lord has brought good out of bad. Right? The Lord does not cause bad. We, we, there's enough bad in the world. The Lord doesn't need to cause evil. But the Lord sure will use it for our greater good and for his glory. And so that's what we have to do. Just like the son of Korah here that is writing this song, we, he is depressed, he is pouring out his heart, he is lamenting, right, uh, about his situation. But what does he do? What does he do? He says, where are you, O Lord? My soul, are you downcast? He's giving himself a little pep talk. 
Why are you downcast? What I will do, I will remember the days that I could worship. The days that I'm missing, I have got memories of those. And the Lord gives us these memories to help sustain us in tough times. He gives us memories of family, of, of different things. When I'm down here and I'm, I'm feeling sorry for myself or I, I have those moments of loneliness, and it's not a lot, so. But when I'm having those, I remember Brody shaking his head. Going to have a guy's night. And that brings a smile to my face. When I'm down about missing Brody, I remember guy's night. And it doesn't just sustain me in the, the hard times, the dark times. Those memories give me hope of what is to come. I hadn't seen him for a few weeks, and I knew I was going to see him this week. I got to pick him up from school, and right away, we had a guy's night. And now, if I have uh, hit hard times or have those down moments and I'm feeling lonely or, or feeling sorry for myself, I have all new memories of our latest guy's night. And I can look forward to the time that we'll have another guy's night. And I can do that with my wife and memories of my wife and, and times that we have and look forward to the times we're going to have. God gives us these memories for times that we're in the valley, where times that we are down, that they sustain us in those hard times, but they also bring hope for the future. And I know a lot of us are in many different situations now. We're, some of us haven't been going to work. Some of us have been quarantined with family. So working from home with kids, I know that's difficult. And, a lot, and you're missing a lot of things. But you have memories of pre-quarantine. We have memories that, that helped sustain us. I know a lot of people throughout this and uh, time, um, they haven't seen family members. Right, Lisa? You have a new grandchild, right? And you haven't been able to see so, a lot of times we have not been able to see our family members, but we have memories, or we have hopes of memories that are going to be made by our life to help get us out of this, to sustain us in these times, but also carry us through these times with the hope of what is to come. So, I haven't had a full worship here. So I don't have that memory, but you do. I can imagine what it is. And maybe if you're frustrated in a time or you're wanting to be here, God gives you those memories. He says, why are you downcast? And that's what we have to do. We have to remember how great our Lord, that's what worship is. That's what praise is. What he does here, he says, God's love guides me by the day. He remembers Jordan and, and Mount Hermon, and these were religious sites, these were glorious sites, these were examples of what God has done. 
Throughout Scripture, uh, um, you hear them remembering how God has freed them, has taken them from the wilderness, delivered them into the promised land. And this is praise and praise. All that God has done reminds us of all that God can do. And so it's good to remember how much God loves you. How what God has done for you in your life. Just like Scripture, uh, the people of the Israelites constantly were remembering all the glorious things God has done. His loving kindness, his faithfulness, his power, his glory. They remembered and they remembered, looked forward to all that God, to, we pray sometimes, thank you Lord for all that you have done and we praise you for all that you will do. And even in the toughest times, God is moving, God is shaping us. And so, we need to remember all that God has done for us. I mean, I can't, couldn't add up. I haven't began to share with you all my testimony, but I didn't grow up in the church um, I could have gone a bunch of different ways. And for a while, sometimes I did. And I just look around. If, if, I can, if I ever get down about anything, I always look around and remember what God has done for me. God has changed my life. God has changed the course of my life. He has transformed my life. And I, rightly so, don't have a... One right to ever feel sorry for myself because all that God has done for me. Doesn't mean I don't. <laughs> Doesn't mean we don't fall into that, uh, those low times, those depressing times, those low moments. We fall in it. We're human. But when I do, I remember how much God loves me. All that God has given me. More than I could ever wish for. More than I could ever imagine. God has blessed me so much. And if I'm ever in a, a, a valley, if I'm ever in a low moment, all I have to do is start thinking and praising God for all that he's done for me. And that doesn't mean that it might not be a valley. I'm not trying to minimize valley. There's tough situations. But remember, Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble. Right? That's a true statement. Sometimes it's going to be greater than other times. In this world, you will have trouble. But remember, I have overcome the world. I have overcome anything that you're facing. And God, that's the glory of God, right? That's, that's the glory of the gospel. That God takes all the bad stuff in our lives, whether we created it, whether we don't or didn't. He takes all the bad stuff and he makes it to our greater good and for his glory. Let me share a little story about, since Brody's the theme of the day, when Brody, my, my daughter had him a year after high school. She thought she was in love, and they were engaged, and you know the story, right? And so she got pregnant, and that was, that was a hard time. It was a hard time. She wasn't married. They got married. Um, 
Brody came out, he had, was a cranial baby, he had to wear a helmet, so we had to drive him to Houston, but he lived with us. At first, at first the, uh, Madison and his, her husband lived with us, and then over time they moved out and they didn't make it, so she lived with us. So Brody has been with us from the beginning. And so it was a hard time, and I talked talk to Madison, and she was afraid to tell me, and it was just some tears and a lot of stuff going on. It was a, it was a low moment. I remember at the wedding, they did the wedding. That's a whole other story. I didn't think they should, but they did, and I did it, and um, I was up there, and I started, in the middle of the wedding, I started crying. I, I don't cry, I hold it in, except in a, inopportune times. And it was kind of awkward, because my church didn't know if I was crying because I was happy or I was sad. It was just, it just was. But I told Madison, I said, listen, you know, first, we don't acknowledge or try to rationalize anything here that this was right this, this is the best way that this should have happened. First thing we do is acknowledge it was a mistake. Shouldn't have done it. You're irresponsible. Da, da, da. I said, but then after we do that, so we don't do stuff like this again, right? Not to punish, not to condemn. That's, God doesn't want us to confess for that reason. He wants us to confess and face stuff so we don't do it again. So we don't find ourselves in the same situation. So we, I said, but once we do that, we give it to God. Because God can take our lowest moments, our biggest mistakes. And if we truly give it to him, then he changes them for our greater good and for his glory. In ways we cannot even imagine. And Lord has blessed that, and she did that, and we did that, and they didn't make it, but now she's married, and they have another uh, child who's two, and the Lord has blessed them. And I could not imagine, as hard as that was, to hear she was pregnant a year out of high school. As hard as that was, we gave it to God. And I said that not because I'm wise, but because I trust God, and that's what God says. You give it to me, and I will make it for your greater good and for your glory. And I couldn't imagine this last five years without Brody. Couldn't imagine it. Because that's what God does. And so, when I, another memory of God's greatness, when I get down, or I'm in a moment, or I think, man, this is a tough situation. I have another memory of God's goodness, and I have a bunch of them, but I just shared with you one of them. I can see that time when Madison and I were crying, and we were talking, and it seemed like the lowest time, and now it's one of the biggest blessings in our life. God did that. God did that. So why should I be downcast? Why should my soul be sad within me? Because I have a God that takes our mistakes, our issues, our bad times, our good times, takes everything. And if we give it to him, works it for our greater good and for his glory. And so we need to remember that. When we're going through these times, I'm not saying... Not minimizing situations. 
You acknowledge him. You look at him. But then you say, wow. Whatever, however great this situation looks, my God is greater. And yet will I praise him. So I want to encourage you to continue to meet to our soul reset groups are seven on Sunday and 8.30 and uh, 8.30 on uh, Wednesday. We didn't even get too much of the book. We were just sharing our hearts. And I said, that's what God needed us to do. So whatever it is, it's okay to lament. It's okay to go through this. It's okay to share these things. But then after we do all that and while we do all that, Remember God's goodness. Remember God's faithfulness. Remember God's power. And give him praise. Let us pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for all of your many blessings. Lord, I ask your forgiveness for the many that I take for granted each and every day. Lord, when my soul is downcast, when I am in those moments of feeling sorry for myself, Lord, help me to remember your greatness. Help me to remember your glory. Help me to remember your power. Because I serve a God that is greater than anything we face on this world. We serve a God that loves us more than we can ever imagine. We serve a God that will never leave us and never forsake us. Lord, we serve a God who is holy. Help us never to forget that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.